Good evening, everyone. Uh, happy birthday, church. When we say happy birthday, church, I'm talking to you guys because <laughs> you are the church. And uh, how old is the church now? How? Why, she didn't give you a chance to answer. <laughs> there we go, my, my friends. Friends, having been with you now coming up on eight years, I've spoken eight times on Pentecost to you. I told you what the word meant, what it meant in the Jewish tradition, what it means in our Christian tradition. Last night, I'm like, Lord, I don't know what else to say about Pentecost except happy birthday. <laughs> Which my guardian angel said, lazy priest. <laughs> I could feel out of my heart, lazy priest. You just got back from vacation. So my friends, Pentecost is our joyful celebration of the Holy Spirit's power and presence. And uh, this is Jesus' church. But we have a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this weekend, he gets his due because we're going to speak about of the Holy Spirit. This feast celebrates the astonishing power of the Holy Spirit. And my friends, when we look at history, we go back on that street in Jerusalem long ago. And the Holy Spirit in power and love came and drew many people, travelers, if you will, of different languages and cultures, and just simply passerbys uh, who came from many countries to do their shopping. And the Holy Spirit draws them into the mysterious presence of God's power, which is love, and transformed that community into a community of believers. All these strangers came together. But the work of the Holy Spirit did not end there, my friends, because the story of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church is a story of a community filled and guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit made its mark on that community from the beginning. There had been a sudden noise like a strong driving wind, as the first reading told us at Pentecost, followed by tongues of fire resting on each of the apostles. These images represent an effort to describe the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that came upon Mary at the Assumption and upon Jesus at his baptism. And then that same Holy Spirit would lead our Lord into the desert, Ooh, where he would battle Satan there. The Holy Spirit represents the power and presence of our Lord within the community of believers. In the individual lives of each of its members, and my friends, of the whole of creation, because as the stories tell us, it was through the Holy Spirit that the Father created all things. Jesus is, the, is life, but the Holy Spirit was busy forming all this universe and all the other universes, however many they may be. My friends, Jesus told Nicodemus that the power of the Holy Spirit, he described it as the wind, moves where it wants to. It, no one knows where it comes from, no knows where it goes. It goes where it wishes. And in other words, Jesus was saying, in a way, the Holy Spirit is unpredictable and cannot be limited or controlled by anyone. The Holy Spirit brings light 
and knowledge. It brings inspiration and courage, as we heard from the readings today. The Holy Spirit is powerful, but also a very comforting and compassionate present to us. The Holy Spirit brings the gift of contemplation, rest, and peace, and harmony. And as it did that very first Pentecost, unity. The Holy Spirit pours out many gifts upon the members of the church for the church, not for our individual use, but to build up the kingdom of God on earth until the return of our Savior. Pentecost has been called the birthday of the church. However, Pentecost is best understood as Jesus' resurrection taking place symbolically once again through the birthing of the new community. Christianity. And the Holy Spirit brought it into life for the glory of the Father. The power of the resurrection shown in the rising of Jesus from the dead is now shown in the new life of a vibrant community of believers through the power of the Holy Spirit. But this is not the only event. This is not an only event that happened either way back when. It is an event that continues to happen. Every Christian community and every individual disciple is called to transformation in the Holy Spirit. In reality, it is the presence of the Holy Spirit and power that makes the difference between a lukewarm and run-of-the-mill parish and a community of believers that are light for their community and their neighbors. And it has been my prayer that that is what this parish has been to this community of Gig Harbor, a light a light of love and compassion and understanding of truth of the way to the Father. The Holy Spirit is a liberating power for sure. The disciples in today's gospel were full of fear and hiding from the world behind locked doors. But their fear turned into courage and joy at the very presence of Jesus and his giving of the Holy Spirit. And even at the knowledge that Jesus would return to his father, beginning a period of his physical absence, meaning his body, the joy in the hearts of the disciples could not be removed. Jesus' assurance to the disciples of the Holy Spirit's coming during the time of his physical absence, until they would see him again, is the main point I believe, a Pentecost. Jesus earlier had told them, I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take that from you. John 16, 22. My friends, we the disciples today are in another period of the Lord's absence also. This time, it's a period from his ascension into glory until the perusia. Michelle, define perusia for our, our disciples. Oh. oh, Lord have mercy. His second coming. <laughs> his coming at the end of time. I put her on the spot. <laughs> In this period, the Holy Spirit is our advocate, our comforter, our guide, 
our inspiration in the ways of our Lord. He is the one who helps us to teach the faith, to instill hope in the hearts of all people, and to love as the Lord himself has loved. The Holy Spirit is with us, and powerfully so, as we move through this time in our community's life, in our personal lives, and in salvation history. As was the case with the first apostles and disciples, so it is now the case with us. This time before the Perugia, Michelle, what is the Perugia? There we go. It's not a time where we are orphans, nor is it a time for us to live in fear. It is not a time for us to be in despair. Despite the unsettling conditions of world societies, any personal weaknesses we may have, or the aspect of the church wounded and under siege by a hostile influence. The power, powerful Holy Spirit is our sure advocate always. The witness to our mind and to our hearts that Christ is the only way to the Father and the way in which we, the disciples, are to live our lives and the way in which we should continue despite any hurt or challenge in our own lives. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, our guide, our inspiration as we continue to state the case for Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ, and present him to people in our time, to those who are seeking the meaning of life, to people of our time who search and thirst and hunger for love and for hope, we become the witnesses of Jesus to the power of the Spirit to talk about our Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, our helper in coping with our trying moments and in consoling us in our times of illness and tragedy and loss personally and as a nation. The Holy Spirit is our hope, assuring the believer that all things can be renewed in Christ, that all things will be renewed in him. All things will be transformed. The Holy Spirit is our guide, directing our feet in the ways of forgiveness and justice and mercy and charity and love and peace, something this world needs so much, and unity, something that our church and our nation needs. The Holy Spirit is our energizer, pouring out the grace we need for our day-to-day -day living and for our particular states in life. The Holy Spirit is ever active, ever healing, and ever renewing. The Holy Spirit substitutes victorious for defeat, for you, the disciples, for you, God's precious ones. We should remember these sentiments at all times, and especially in the times that are difficult. And we should pray for the graces of the Holy Spirit, especially that of trust and confidence in the Lord. The more we as church and individuals allow the Holy Spirit to actually control and direct us, the less we will be afraid. And all the more will the word and grace of Jesus be an anchor in our hearts and shape and transform us into the very likeness of him who is Lord.
And it is this then, that the presence of the good news, remember that it was known as the good news, that presence of the good news is to be found not so much in the pages of the Bible, because people are not reading it, as it is in the witness given by his disciples, as it was from the beginning. There was no Bible in those first days. It was just the Torah and the disciples. And they went around talking to anybody that would listen. Do you want to hear about Jesus? They killed him and he rose from the dead. Well, that sounds crazy. I know, but let me tell you about it. That witness is given by the very lives of real and true disciples today. Not people who say they are, but people who live that they are. As you celebrate this joyful feast of Pentecost this evening, and the powerful action of the Holy Spirit in the early church and the church now, we know that it is the same Holy Spirit that can turn the witness of our own lives into the good news, to the very gospel of Jesus Christ. And I say that in memory of St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> I finally hope I win some points with him. Because <laughs> Lord knows I'm not near his kindness. <laughs> My friends, happy birthday. Friends, uh, as we continue uh, to grow as a parish, as uh, Mark has asked, I'm asking all of you to consider and pray about entering into ministry inside this house of God with me. We will need more choir members. We will need more lectors. We will need more, more ambassadors. Uh, they really have to have that spirit of St. Francis because they're greeting everybody, even the ones who come in. There's not enough in the camp parking. <laughs> to which the ambassador says, we love you, come in. Don't worry about that right now. <laughs> And we will need more EMHCs, Extraordinary Ministers of Holy Communion, to help me to distribute communion at Mass. So I ask you to please pray and consider uh, entering into ministry in here. Out there, you are to minister to all who you encounter. You are to be the living icon of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, to them. Witnessing to his love, to his mercy, to his forgiveness, to his compassion to his truth also, but always with great charity is the way he did it. And that way you will win souls for him and make him smile. Happy birthday, church. And if I haven't said it in a long time, you know that God loves you a lot. And you are precious to him.